I didn't say one. I just started the podcast. Welcome back to number three. 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 podcast. Um, Last time we went over lots of different things. What was it specifically? Uh, We went over your bike. And we went over why you bought a Honda Element in more detail. First off, the first podcast. No, we talked about your bike in the first podcast. But oh, did we, we talked uh, did about we go, what you actually liked about it. Did we just jump right into it? Did we just jump right into mm-hmm. it the second time? Yes. Instead of a, instead of a summary? Yes. <laughs> All right, we don't need the summary. We'll keep proceeding on. What yeah, we talked about stuff last time. There you go. There's our recap. <laughs> uh, this time, I'm at Trent's house reporting. reporting. We're reporting live from <laughs> Trent's apartment. Recording this podcast. You, you trying to eat a cookie, Trent? Yes. You, uh, you I to... really like hobnobs, and I'm going to eat one while we're doing this. He's trying to ASMR. Did you put the whole cookie in your mouth? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so we were, I'm at Trent's house, and we were working on setting up a little setup to record videos. Uh, I don't think we necessarily know what we're going to record yet, but... No. But, but we were looking at, if we were going to be using an editing program, we're like, if I just shoot and I record on a separate microphone, what's the best way to link them together with spending the least amount of time having to actually edit? And so far, we downloaded a trial for Wondershare's Filmora program, Filmora Pro, and we've used it for probably a whole 10 minutes. And so far, so good. So we'll see how that goes. I think it's worth it. There's something to be said about all these applications coming out that are one-time purchases. So you only have to buy the app once and then you don't have to pay for it monthly, which has, it's, it annoyed me for a long time, but Adobe finally forced me to do it, essentially. Yeah, subscriptions are kind of annoying, right? Because they kind of all started when everyone was like, we're going to cut the cord for cable. I don't pay for cable every month. Well, guess what? I now have Hulu I pay for, Netflix I pay for, Disney Plus, HBO, like at this point, give me my cable back. The only diff- the only difference is I don't have ads. Yeah. Because my Hulu subscription is the ad free one. Because if I'm paying you money and then you advertise to me, now I'm really mad. Well, it's kind of worth it though, because I think if you added up Hulu, Netflix, Disney Plus, Amazon Prime Video, like even Apple subscriptions all together. I think it would probably come out to like maybe a hundred bucks, possibly. Because they're like nine, they're like nine, ten. Mm-hmm. I think fourteen dollars. Netflix keeps keeps changing their price, so I have no idea. But you know, it, essentially, it would be a good amount of money. But if you think about just cable by itself, cable was like a hundred and something dollars. It was, but they and would, it had commercials. True, but they would also bundle it with other things sometimes. You mean like a phone line that I don't need? True, but I'm also saying, but I also didn't. You, I wasn't a huge TV. Watch her to begin with. Yeah. I was completely happy with like 65 channels, you know, and I'm good. I don't need to, I need 400. Channel 403 is something I I never cared about that that's, part. That's true. I watch like four or five channels. Yeah. Everyone has like their like, only for me, I was like, maybe even if you want to get extreme, maybe like eight channels that I really liked. When I was a kid, yeah. when I was a kid, what was it? Nickelodeon, mm-hmm. Disney Channel. Mm-hmm. Um, at the time was like, um, like, I think we had Kids WB, I think was one of them. Yes. That was one. 
Um, there was like the ABC family had cool stuff occasionally. Um, Cartoon Network. Mm-hmm. I know I'm missing one. Can you think of one? You said Nickelodeon, right? I did. I mean, I, the point is, I can only come up with that's five, it. even right now. That's it, yeah. I mean, even, So that's all you really need. Even I only watched Nickelodeon Disney Channel when I finally moved to, to, the house, to our house. We didn't have Disney. We only had ABC Family for the longest time. So when I finally moved, I got Disney Channel, Nickelodeon, and Cartoon Network. And then maybe the movie channels like HBO or whatever. Possibly. That were in the, yeah. the, in the hundreds that you would be like, yeah, let me go down this yeah. channel. Because you're a kid, okay. you didn't care about anything else. That was it. It yeah. was like, I have what I need right now. Right. Nothing else... I don't need, I don't need yeah. anything else. I really think that when it comes down to like cable, it should be... Now, they might be going this way. It'd be nice, but it should be like... Cable, $30, you pick the channels you want. You can pick 15, 20 channels that you need, mm-hmm. and then we'll put the fillers in to make it a full cable subscription. Right. You know? Yeah. Because some guy might be like, I'm all about sports. They Most of them have sports bundles. Oddly enough, um, I actually enjoy watching the History Channel. Mm. And none of Sling, um, I think it's the, the Hulu, the TV subscription. Yeah. None of them have, at least from what I saw when I looked a few years ago, um, the History Channel as one of their basic channels. You had to upgrade like the highest one. And I'm like, I just want the History Channel. But I can get all the sports networks, but not that one channel. Yeah, because nobody wants to see that one history trend. Nerd. I, yeah, <laughs> I, but the point is, is even, but. You think how much money they would get from me by just getting me one channel and having to, you know, the people that watch all the channels? Yeah. They, I, they, I'd be like their favorite customer. Like, this guy gives us money every month to give him this one station. But see, to be fair, though, right, like, like I like history as well. And now I don't necessarily I – never, I've never really watched the history channel. I don't like most of their shows, but when they give, like, a special or something, you know, and yeah. I would be like, okay, I need to see this. It's only on this I think network. they had one a long time ago about dragons. And I, I love that. What about history is dragons in? Can you please give me when that Dude, came in? History Channel has a whole bunch of stuff on there that's not related to history. I know, I'm, but you're making fun of me for being a nerd for history, and I'm wondering where the dragons fall in. Uh, dragons are definitely historical. Okay, they come from uh, mythology that's based off history. So technically, if we're gonna be technical there, yeah, I'm arguing lost gas. But you know, basically, <laughs> leave it, at that. it has you know. I like I like dragons a lot, so yeah. that's the only time I think I've watched it. And that and Vikings, I watched Vikings. Vikings was good. I like that too. Too, but I like I, I kind of like that's how I like to watch history. That's that's why I think I didn't really like the History Channel like historically, meaning like how it used to be, where it was just like here is this information about this event or whatever that happened. Uh, or documentaries, is what I'm trying to get. Like documentaries, kind of get a little boring for me. I like seeing. I like see. It's it's almost like learning. I like when I can learn by doing whatever it is. So it's like, oh, you want to learn how to make a clay mold or whatever? Yeah. Don't show me a video on how to make a clay mold. Like, how do we do it? And for history, don't like talk to me about history on a documentary. Show me what these people did. Oh, these Vikings were able to succeed by building these ships and moving down. It may not be. Act like 100% correct, but I get a gist of the history because the whole thing about history is I don't think anything you can't really like guarantee that it's 100% correct. That's like, fair. It's, it's like it's like what we find and what we pull together is how we like say, Yeah, as far as we know right now, this is fact. See, and I like the documentaries that go back into like 
documents because that's giving you concrete evidence of things occurring mm -hmm. but then they will like relate back to present day while the person is like walking through the same location mm -hmm. and then you get some like drone shots while they're explaining and then they'll go back to like documents again yeah. and then they have the live action to kind of portray what, what took place and then you're back to the guy that's sitting in let's say he's sitting in the building or he's sitting at where that location what is currently and what it took place yeah i like those because they get you it from like a whole bunch of different angles so those are my favorite ones yeah. i think i think i'm more of like a what like i'm more of like a uh, loose based person okay versus like an actual because to me i like i like the area of creativity that can come into like into like a vikings for example like a tv show i like the like yeah, like I like like you know, there's there's a lot of gray areas there. Like, do they really act like this? But I kind of like being able to say, oh, they acted like this and did this thing. As long as the events are factual, I think it's I think I'm okay with that. But I get what, I get what you're saying. So you like to watch a documentary on how dragons attacked London during World War Two? No, no, this dra this documentary was specifically. You want me to go on this? I can go into this. Okay, <laughs> I can, we can do this. The, the documentary was specifically on. Kind of like if you're looking at dinosaurs, you know how they like they did like videos on like dinosaurs and yeah. the T-Rex walked around and they show you like 3D or CG of dinosaurs roaming and stuff. Um, it was kind of it, was, it was definitely was a documentary, but it was like a fake one on di on dragons. It's like probably one of the rarest documentaries that I was like. So it's kind of like amazing. analyzing a historical thing and saying, well, if these it, beings existed, this is how they would act based on our experience and what we've done with living things right. reptiles yeah so you had yeah. the, th you had the 3d things but there was there weren't many shots of people like like there were some shots of people with like dinosaur i mean dragon bones being like yeah and you see here the teeth and the claws and blah 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 right like in the documentary sense but then most of most of the the episode or the series was them showing like how dragons lived so it's like they would live in these caves and they would mate like this and they'd have territorial issues with other animals like this. And most of them weren't able to breathe fire. They were just like, they were just like lizards, like big lizards. It's kind of like, a, like you know, think of like Komodo dragons. It's kind of like that, just they could fly. So they, they treat them like that. Okay. No, so it seems more realistic. That would, that would make sense. Like if you watch a documentary on vampires. Yeah. Right? They tell you like how the lore was built. Right. And what the story behind them, where they came from, and how they were portrayed. Right. Okay. They, they definitely did a lot of that in the beginning, but that wasn't the part that made me enjoy it, right? Because that part is what you're talking about, where you're like... See, and that's my bread and butter. This. That is it. My part was the <laughs> end, when they were showing all these scenes about these dragons doing these activities, and I was like, oh, this, is, this would be so cool. Like, if this was real, it would be so cool. Uh, yeah, definitely more in that sense. But to that point, one thing that I did want to talk about on this podcast, this might be boring to some people, to be honest. It could be thinking about like his like history. Like They're this. just gonna change it to the next one. They're like, no more, <laughs> no, no more. Um, is history and kind of how um, it was so funny that we were already talking about history and it just kind of <laughs> you just segue from history to history. <laughs> there you go, man. All right. Jesus. <laughs> but it's it's about kind of. I guess the best way to explain this is I was watching the movie Alexander. Remember you seen that movie? It has, I think it has Colin, Fowl, Colin Farrell as the uh, lead, and it has mm -hmm. uh, the Colt guy. I'm looking this up for you. Get his name. The Colt guy. Uh, Angelina Jolie plays his mother, and 
dang. The Joker. What's his name? Jared Leto. Jared Leto. He's the, he's the cold guy. Got it. Um, but he's like his best love interest. I'll say best friend, but he's like his friend and love interest in it. And is it Colin Farrell? Is that, is that, am I confusing it? You were correct. I'm looking at the uh, the uh, Wikipedia right now. You okay. are accurate. Yeah. So it has Colin Farrell as Alexander the Great. Um, and, I, and Netflix has this on right now. And it has the three hour and 33 minute director's cut version. So I've seen the original one. And I went on and I, I was like, oh, whatever, I'll watch this. But I watched it over a few days, not one sitting. And uh, it made me think about like time, like history and time. This is actually one of the concepts we talked about for our YouTube channel. Something that I'm interested in is kind of going, going in and seeing what happened in parallel, which this book Trent just put next to me has a lot of things that were happening in parallel at the same time of major events that we learn about in history in school. And... I really, I, it's, so, it's so weird, but I really like that concept of thinking about what was happening at the same time that these major events are happening, right? You think about Alexander the Great, what else is happening, right? We were so focused on him, but, but what was going on in like China, what was going on in the Americas, or you know, what was going on in the, um, South America at the time, because they had civilizations as well, large civilizations. So... It made me think after seeing that movie, it made me kind of think about the chronological order of things. Um, and it's, it's so funny. I'm not like, I'm not, I'm not, based on what I just said, I'm not accurate in history. Meaning like, I can't be like, yeah, in 1762, blah, 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 and like 75 BC. Like, I don't know accurate stuff like that. So after watching this, I went into being like, when did 300 happen in correlation to Alexander the Great, mm -hmm. right? And these are going to be rough time timelines because I don't have it like accurately memorized. But like 300 occurred at like 328 BC, right? And Alexander the Great was like, like not too far off from that time. Maybe he was like True. 300 and something, right? Yeah. Or, or 400 and something, right? So you, you think about the time, or no, maybe Alexander the Great was after. That's okay. We're not going to quote you yeah. on that. But yeah, don't the, the idea is you said they were closer in time. Yeah, they were. They were. They were like close. Like we were close to the British Empire controlling the Americas. Close. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like a few hundred years was the difference between them. Okay. Um, so you think about like the power that the Persian Empire had at the time to influence the Greeks that way to make them have to fight together and all the stuff they went through fighting, trying to like maintain control, and then. You think about like Alexander the Great strolling across and like the time he had with that and and the tactics that changed with warfare and stuff, right? That's like one aspect of old olden times. But then you go forward, like you go forward to like one like not one BC, but like, you know, at the end of the BC era and not what really changed there was like the Dark Ages, right? And a lot of stuff that was just lost forever that we'll never really know about, but that's like 300 or so years away from what happened to Alexander the Great. And if you think about it, this country, the United States that we're sitting in, and it, in the way it is now, has existed for like 300 years, right? So it's just crazy to me that they had all this time where they were, like to them, we look at it in history and it feels like a minute, right? You talk about yeah, Alexander the Great, his empire, blah, 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 right? It was only this long. Or the Roman Empire, which came, mm -hmm. like, hundreds of years later. Mm -hmm. 
right? You look at their time and you're like, oh yeah, for this time, they only existed for this long. And it's just kind of crazy to think about that, right? Like, yeah, and we are not even 300 years old. We're only about 250, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we've only had a bicentennial. We have not had a tricentennial yet. Which is crazy. Not until, what was it, 2076? 2076, officially. 20, I'm sorry, am I right? 1776. Yeah, no, 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 no. You're, no, you're right. I just, in my brain, I was thinking in my head 21 because it's, 2021 now and my brain is going no it's 2176 yeah 2076 yeah because we're not, right. we're not in 2020 exactly yeah, yeah. it my, took me a second too my brain was on the wrong year one, one part of it yeah okay. I just think it's kind of it's kind of crazy that uh, I, don't, I don't know why it blows my mind but just thinking about how much time has passed since humans have existed to how much time has passed since the dinosaurs to how much time has passed a lot closer to us because they were saying that like the time of like Alexander the Great is so much further from Ma- from Mesopotamia, which is like some of the first civilizations. Their time difference from each other is further than our time difference from Alexander the Great himself. That's crazy. Like it's just like it's just how yeah. old stuff is. You, you don't realize. And then, I mean, I'm talking a lot. Okay. <laughs> you're, you're making a valid point. So proceed. Uh, and then thinking again about like. I was talking to my sister about this yesterday and just thinking how we think we're so advanced now. We think we're like at the cusp of human civilization, but there's so many things from the past that we can't explain. Like that we don't understand how it how the seven ones of the world and stuff like that, right? Yeah. Like we look at that and be and we're like, wow, these people were some of these people were really smart for their time. But it's like you don't know if they had more like if they were further than us. In a sense of, and the technology maybe, or the knowledge was lost over time. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I and, and maybe they didn't use, maybe they didn't make circuit boards and computers like we have now, but they used some other method. Or is it the fact that we have circuit boards and computers and we have this knowledge because they already had it at some point? It was lost, and we picked it back up again. It's like you just would never know that because we look at history, we look at history down the line, mm-hmm. and we assume that old is not as good as new. It's like, yeah. at least in America, I don't know about other cultures, but in, in America, I feel like that is very much a fact. Like, oh, your iPhone from last year? Just get rid of that one. Buy the new one because the new one's better, right? That's mm-hmm. the mentality we have. But really, there's plenty of times when the older thing was better. Like, you'd probably take an example of switching from, like, an iPhone 7 to a 6S, and then you had the antenna issue at the time, right? Yeah. So it's like, at that point, would it be better for you to have function with the older thing? And it's the same thing, I think, in terms of, history like older history we don't know if they were more advanced than we now, i don't want to say more advanced but if they had certain things down that we're struggling with now to accomplish i get what you mean you're talking about like people look at history from a from a linear standpoint it's like old new done right but all history <coughs> is is just a collection of events that took place in the past and each of those events are independent of each other, but some of them crisscross and affect other events in, that had preceded them. Right. Or sorry, preceded, came afterwards. Change of words. Um, so what you're explaining and what you're saying is that, let's say years ago an event took place, and here's an example. Let's just say that somebody conceptually came down with the idea for a circuit board a long time ago before it happened, and it was buried. It's not so much that, hey, we're in a, a, a newer age, so we are more advanced, but you, if you were looking at it, if you were somebody that had a complete view of history and be able to see when things happen, you'd be like, oh, look, they're talking about the same thing again they did over here. Let's see if they get farther with it today. 
Right. I get what you right. mean. You just, yeah. you just never know. The I don't think it should be that... I don't think we should be assuming that we're doing things better than our ancestors. True. Because there's so many things that we like we just don't know we like i guess i'm saying we don't know a lot so how can we know we're doing better than them i get what you mean i mean we, i think we we have come farther from a from a health standpoint yes right? we're not bleeding people with leeches because of various ailments right. right but i get what you mean like the romans had aqueducts to move water around i mean granted we still have those mm -hmm. but that was a huge engineering feat back at their time yeah right and it's also kind of like thinking again about how a lot of these civilizations existed so far from each other and were advancing on their own. They are. And how like, every and how civilizations that had no contact with each other all had some sort of concept of a higher power. How, you know, in Scandinavia, there were multiple gods, right? And in other religions, there was one. And the Egyptians had also multiple gods. So right. there's a lot of monotheistic and polytheism in multiple places. Right. And it's weird you, when they look back at a civilization, it's not like, well, this civilization were atheists, and these ones had five gods. They all had some sort of like, something is watching me. Let's put a, you know, let's make a name for it. Exactly. And, and that's the thing that I think is missing from, I think that's missing from history. I don't, th I don't think we're taught about that concept of like examining history itself. We mm -hmm. examine the history they found this tablet saying this. We don't examine like the history of why that tablet's significant to them, and like not only why it's significant, but what was the what were they thinking at the time that they like at the time that they were doing this? Like taking written language, it's like the concept behind taking language and writing it. Why yeah. do people even start writing stuff in the first place? Oh, because you wanted to be remembered throughout history. You wanted to keep a record. Great. You understand why they did that thing. And you see the result of what happened there. But there's so many more things, there's so many more concepts that humans were doing back in the day that we have no idea why they did that thing in the first place. So therefore, if we don't understand why, how can we have an idea of what they were actually, who they actually were? We only, we get like a short blip of it from some writing that we see. It's kind of like, it's kind of like, it's like if you look back on history of like the last year in the U.S., right? Mm -hmm. The last year of Trump's presidency, the last year with coronavirus. What is the thing in history that people are going to focus on? Trump's presidency, the coronavirus, the the conflict we almost had with North Korea, the fact that we killed the Iranian one of Iran's top generals, a trade war with China, a trade war with China. Like, what's going to be the thing that you focus on thousands of years from now? Because it's, maybe they won't have all the information true to know what what was actually on the mind of the people or what our mindset was during that time. Yeah, that's a good point. And then you all, it will, what will only matter is if hundred years, two hundred years down the road, a trigger happens and they find that the turning point was an event that happened last year. Right. For example, then that one event becomes relevant, but until that time, it's just an occurrence. Right. I, yeah. And uh, I didn't tell you about this next thing that I wanted to kind of talk about. Oh no. <laughs> but it kind of this this kind of goes into a certain thought I have on the future, like you, what humans think about for our future, specifically being AI. All right. It's um, getting deep. I did not know this was happening. <laughs> I told you, I was like, Trent, can you handle a deep podcast? Like, guess what I said. 
Like you're trying to gently put down your water. I don't want to make noise. I'm getting a drink of water. <laughs> and honestly, while I was drinking it, you were saying deep. So I want to make sure it didn't drown. I thought it was a code word for something. I wish I could make it add an effect of, the, of door closing so you could just like be like, he just left in the middle <laughs> yeah, yeah. of the <laughs> He just walked out of there. Go ahead. Uh, okay. Proceed. I mean, if you have anything... No, go ahead. Just, I like this. This is good. I feel like I'm taking over. I don't mind. You could you talk. Um, okay, so my coworkers have big thoughts. Two of my coworkers have huge thoughts on AI. Okay. And they're like, AI is so great, and in the future, you don't have to worry about the all these things. And whenever we talk about something at work, they'll say, you don't have to worry about that in the future because AI is going to be better at handling these things, right? And so I, I sit there. Every time they say this, I'm always like, so about AI, right? Like you're talking about this thing being better at doing stuff because it's going to have more time, information, and more resources to, to pull together data, right? But my point was, aren't you giving it flawed information? Because we ourselves that provide the information that we have already don't get the full story on things. This is going back to the history thing I was talking about, which is not taking in the concepts of why things are the way they are, right? So it's like, if you don't understand, let me, let me try to simplify this in my mind so I can say it correctly. Like, so right now we have computers, mm. right? And when a computer breaks, you take it to a store or something if you don't know enough about computers and have somebody diagnose it and test it for you. Same thing with a car, right? Mm -hmm. um, what I'm wondering is, I mean, and we're not we're not there yet. AI is not like right around the corner in terms of like taking over everything, but we're talking about it like it is. Um, and what's interesting to me is we don't I don't I don't feel like we have enough information to make AI complete. I think we take information as it works for us, and we just go with it, right? And for a system that is going to supposedly going to be able to deal with a lot of complicated issues. Like maybe for the coronavirus, for example, you'd use AI to look at all the possible possibilities of coming up with a vaccine, which I think they did do that. Yeah. They did put big crunches in there for, to see about that, mm -hmm. right? And so you look at AI, you look to AI with the information you've already have, you put it in and say, try these different things to see what happens, right? Mm -hmm. um, and it, it, work, it can work, right? But I think it just depends on the standards that we as humans have. Because I would say that, and this is going to be an unpopular opinion, and I'm probably saying this now because of where, <laughs> where, where we're at in the U.S. So this is just a concept. It's not meant to attack anybody. But I would say that there are plenty of different ways for us to handle the coronavirus, right, mm -hmm. without having a vaccine. You saw other countries do it, right? Yeah. Um, and... There's no like accurate 100% this was the best way of doing it. Everyone had their own tactic. Right, right, right. Their goal was to mitigate deaths Right. And stop the spread. Right. But you would think that, like, in, in I mean, I'm not a vi virologist. Yes. Yes, I'm not a biologist. So, it, you know, I don't know enough about this, even though I'm going to talk about it anyway, like I do. It's, it is, it's the fact that, like, a lot of the vaccine hesitancy that we have right now is coming from people who are, are not confident by how quickly a vaccine came out. Mm -hmm. Right? And if you go into... Why are they not confident about how quickly it came out? Because they probably took shortcuts. Okay, why does that matter to me? Because if they took shortcuts, that means that they don't know all the possibilities that can come from the vaccine if I take it. 
And if that's the case, that threatens my my health, my life, yeah. and therefore I don't think it's worth it to take the vaccine. This is like this is what I'm talking what I'm saying. Yeah. When I talk about breaking down yes. the, the stuff, right? So that's the concept for I think at least for why a lot of people haven't taken the vaccine. Because if you thought the vaccine would do nothing to you, even if you didn't believe in the coronavirus, I think a logical person would say like I have nothing to lose. I have nothing to lose, right? There's no risks. If I take it and there's no side effect, no risks to happen to me, then why does it matter, right? Yeah, I get what you mean. I mean, some people are arguing it for no reason, but I think most people would have that yeah. that thought process. True. So, I guess what I'm trying to say is, if you're if that is the way people think about like a vaccine that can supposedly save their life, right? Um, and when come when it comes to like AI. It's almost like if you're going to give AI the information to create the vaccine, are you giving it the full story of it? Meaning, are you giving it the full story of saying, create this vaccine serum that's effective at attacking the spike protein? Um, is that the only story you're giving it? So, is that all you're trying to do? Is just have something that can attack the spike protein? You know? Um, or are you also saying, create a vaccine that can attack the spike protein as well as creating a vaccine that doesn't cause side effects to humans, other side effects? Yeah. Right, so I don't want their their genetics to change. I don't want them to have, um, he, like you know, headaches or whatever. You know, just like you're you're trying to account for more possibilities than just the spike protein, right? Then it's like, okay, so check for spike protein, check for side effects. Also, check to make sure that there are no uh, that uh, that this can last for like their lifetime, yeah. right? Um, so I guess what I'm saying is like when you go down and you start putting an in information to a computer to figure yes. it out for you, a computer is very like, computer is very dumb in well, terms of like it doesn't think about the other things that may matter that we don't think about. So if we don't think about it and, and we give it to the computer, it's not going to think about it. I would agree with that. All a computer is is a data cruncher. Correct. It just shows you information in multiple different ways. And you as a human being have to interpret the data and decide if you want to proceed or not proceed. Right. So if I was a computer, and obviously it's customary in our society when you meet someone, I mean, not with COVID or anything, but you shake their hand. And why? Because that's how our culture has proceeded, right? And I'm a robot. And every time I reach out to shake your hand, you don't shake my hand. My response might be one day to pick you up and force you to shake my hand, right? Because that to me is the, that is the logical way to make you shake my hand. Right. But that's not socially acceptable. And that'd be very abusive. So yes, I get where you're coming from. Like you're talking about, make sure that we have a vaccine that doesn't, you know, that you don't have crazy side effects, that you, you know, you um, again stops or stops the spread of, of, you know, coronavirus, and does this and this and this and this and this, right? And then you got to prioritize it and decide that is it all of these have to be met or only some of these have to be met, right? And then let's say that we met five of these: one, two, three, four, five, and then all of a sudden there was like, oh yeah, but you go blind after ten years. Oh, you didn't put that data in. So I don't know about that. Right. AI couldn't tell you about it because it's like, it you wasn't, didn't ask me for it's that. It's not a critical you, thinking. A, it's not a critical thinking, but it's also not like a, um, what do you call it? Like, a, you didn't, you didn't program it to analyze that exactly. eventuality, that possibility. Right. Because it doesn't know. Right. And, and the thing is, you probably didn't program it because you didn't know yes. that that was a possibility. Yeah, because the human brain can analyze multiple possibilities in abstract form, whereas a computer can only analyze data as it sees it. Right. Got it. And, th and that's what I mean when I say, like, I think 
the major fall of AI is not going to be in its ability to execute. It's going to be in the ability of it to have the correct information to be an effective tool that we want it to be, right? Especially when when we start talking about it being able to take care of and do these things. Oh, AI is going to do this. AI is going to do that. Well, great. To what degree are we going to be relying on AI to do this? And if we want it to be like an I am robot type of society where the computers literally like can do everything or we give the computer the the ability to manage nukes, you know what I'm saying? It's like, okay, don't fire nukes unless nukes are fired at us. But like the AI doesn't realize that we are firing a nuke to test it and that nuke is in our in our airspace that yeah. we told it to fire nukes at. So now we fire a nuke to test it and it's firing all the nukes at ourselves because yeah. we didn't think about we the possibility that, of it. If this, then that scenario. Yes. And we, we set the scenario in motion and it just activated based on what we told it to do. Right. Yes, and, Yeah. On, off, yes, no. Right. Yes. And I, and I think... There's I, not enough... Like... Everything with a computer is an, is either a positive or a negative, or an on or off, or a, there's, right. it's black or white. Right. That's it, right? There's no like middle ground unless you specifically program it to do that. Right, exactly. And and I, I never finished this thought I was going down, but Sorry. no, 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 no. It's not you. I literally left it while I was talking here. <laughs> um, and that is the thought of talking about like computers diagnosing and your car, right? You go yeah. to a mechanic for all this stuff. Right, and what I was talking to my sister about yesterday was the, was the uh, the thought that I think when humans start thinking fully about stuff is when AI can be a really effective tool, right? And to me, mm-hmm. that's gathering as much information as possible. Yeah. And talking about computers and cars, why don't computers and cars diagnose themselves? And I think they do to a certain point. You you get your check engine light on, but I think if anything, we should, anything goes wrong with your car, it should be able to tell you. An idea of what it is. It should know what's happening, right? So, like to, the, the whole shift cylinder thing with the, the Honda on it, right? My we're going car, back to this. Yeah. Again, we're going back to it again. The car had no check engine light on for that. Yeah. There was no like sensor saying that this is this thing has failed. So then it takes a person going up to it and being like, "I think it's this." It takes me researching it, right? Because I went to multiple places and they didn't have an idea of what it was. So then it takes me looking into it further and being like. I think it's this, but I'm not an expert on cars, so I don't know if that's. But that. how is it any different from, let's say, I, my left arm hurts, and I do I see a doctor as to why my left arm hurts? What if it's a nerve? What if it's a nerve? What if it's something on a tumor on my spine? What if I pulled a muscle or I slept on it wrong? What makes that any different? You're wanting a car to know exactly what's wrong with it, when we as human beings don't even know exactly what's wrong. That's why doctors exist. Yeah, but I guess the point I'm trying to get to is that it's it's not, I guess what I'm saying is the information. Put it like this. There's only so many things that can go wrong with your arm or with a car, right? There's, your, your car is not going to be flooded by the ocean when you're nowhere near an ocean. Do you know what I'm saying? So you know that if you have an issue with your car, there's going to be some type of like conceivable possibility of something that's happened, right? And same thing with your arm. If your arm, if you're having pain in your arm, what is it? Is it the muscle? Is it the what is the uh, cartilage or whatever? Yep. Is it is it something else? Is something growing uh, growing in your arm? You know, is it corroding? Not corroding. You know, I, guess, I get what you mean. <coughs> I'm just, you're I talking guess, about is it wearing on your joints? Yeah. Do you have arthritis? Do you have inflammation? Yeah. And again, yeah. it's like you can get to some of these answers based off of previous events that have happened. Is this your first time your arm's hurting? Is your arm hurting for months or years? 
right? Is mm-hmm. this the first time your car has been doing this thing? Yeah. Has it been happening multiple times? Are you aware of that? To me, that's information that can be gathered, right? True. So if, if, for example, I was going to create a diagnosing system for whatever it is, computer, TV, myself, whatever, right? All I would do is say, <coughs> here are all of the possible scenarios that we as humans have come to the conclusion that could be an issue with something based off of people coming in for this issue over time. We're not recording that information now. This is the, is the point I'm trying to get at, right? We're not recording all that information. To me, that information that we're not recording is what makes AI incomplete, right? If you were to record all of it and then you were to, over time, say, this remedy was found for this, this remedy was found for that, based off of each symptom, I'm, I'm thinking about it kind of like a coder. I'm not a coder, I don't know how to code, but I do remember decision trees that I learned from like coding logic when I took a, a class or two. And basically an application crashes when there is no other, there's no answer for an improbability. Something that it doesn't know, it's like, I don't know what this is. So it can't proceed. All I'm saying is you create so many more possibilities that there's not an opportunity for it to not have an answer. Because even if it gets down to all the way, you've got all the way so far down this decision tree now, that there's no way, there's no answer for it, then it's something that either you messed up, like you missed as the person putting in the information, or it's something that the AI needs to go back and re-examine, but it shouldn't crash. It should say, okay, I guess I messed up someplace. Let me restart this over again. Or let me go back from a certain point, right? And that, to me, that's the, that's the smart part of AI. When you think about something that can adapt and learn, that's the smart part is, where do I need to go back to to get the right answer? Not, oh, I don't know what to do. I crashed. Like that's To me, that's like what any computer can do. But AI should be able to say, ah, I don't think I have the right answer here. Hmm, okay, so you said that your arm was hurting. You said that it was hurting for three days. You said that it was hurting specifically on this day. Okay, well, based off of studies that have been, ha- that have been going on for the years of human anatomy, it seems that the weather that day had more barometric pressure causing your bones to ache because you have a metal implant in your arm, right? And the AI should be able to come to that conclusion based off of the information you provided and information it doesn't even have, like checking weather data, shit like that, right? And that's kind of where I, where I think the smart parts of AI should come, should come into. You know, it should come in to that fold of being able to come to a conclusion like that without having to... Without, without needing the human's input. And I think the way we give AI the best leg up is to provide it with all the information that we have by collecting all the information we have that has variations on it, that have, that have variations of it. Okay, I guess you mean. That was really deep, and now you got me like blanking out on what you said. <laughs> I, was just, I was trying not... Because, I don't know, it's, I just think... I think about it, I've been thinking about that for a very long time. That the notion that that we only, we stop at, we stop way before we should stop. There's there's always a lot more information to be, a lot more things to be done, but we just do it up to the point where we, that we need, right? Yeah. Right? It, like if, if everybody, and this is, this, this keep going back to coronavirus, because this is, this is a perfect example. It's happening live right now, where they're saying, here is this. Here is here are these vaccines, and from what we found with these vaccines, we can pretty much open 
areas of the country. So like Virginia removed their, their mask mandate on the 28th, right, of May. And now you don't have to go into a place and wear your mask unless that business says you have to, right? But like other than that, you know, it's kind of like common sense law, right? Mm-hmm. And they came to that conclusion based off of looking at the information pool that they could, which is always going to be less than the, informa- the information pool they would pull from after when everybody's already doing these things. They're pulling from information from people from like countries like Israel, other countries that have, have succeeded in getting their country going again by having vaccinations, right? Mm-hmm. So because they're pulling from that information, there's no way they can, th- they can come to the conclusion of all the possibilities of what can happen. Right, like they're they're like it seems to be pretty good, so like we're gonna go with that. I think we had a conversation once about experts, right? We did, and about how like what it meant to be defined by an expert, what that meant, and you were asking if does that mean you have to know all the answers, or that you are you have enough experience to know either a where to find it or to have the knowledge of how to analyze exactly something. And that and that here, that's kind of that same rule applies of like. Experts suggest that I still see it every day when I read the coronavirus headlines on Reddit. It's like yeah. experts say that like the coronavirus immunity should last six months. It's like oh great, immunity last six months now, but it's like that's pulled from information of a small pool of people of what demographic, of like what country, of what diet. Like do they do the same things that we do as a country, yeah. or do they eat mostly meat, or do they not eat mostly meat? Do they eat mostly fish? Like, all this other stuff, right? And I know that there's there's always going to be some degree of, like, fault tolerance. Is that the right word? Some degree of, like, you're, 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 you're not going to have a perfect an- a perfect line of, like, knowing what's going to happen. Data's always skewed no matter what. Yes. But I think, I honestly, I think that that's kind of where AI can fill in. If, like, why is it skewed? And then go into why that, that we have that. Not just because we don't have the answer to it, you know? So you're saying what I get what you mean. You're <coughs> saying that we talked about how AI can't get all of the possibilities, but we can always have we can have it give like an unbiased analyzation within a certain parameters because we can program it to do so. Mm-hmm. And it won't veer off on a tangent somewhere based on prior beliefs unless we tell it to. Exactly. I hope that recapped. Is that kind of but yeah, what that- I mean? That's that's yeah that's that's what I mean because again it's it's AI is given what we give it exactly so if we if we give it it's like oh what was it you you just mentioned it too with what Alex was doing talking about like drawing drawing and what why she was drawing a certain way because of how representation is yes yeah and so that's the same thing of like what. What demographic are you representing when you do vaccinations, right? What, like, how, like, and how does that affect other demographics, right? Um, and that information, right now, we we go by the information. Nobody really does thorough tests. Further, they just say eh, it's pretty good for these people. So let's just, yeah. we're gonna live, we're gonna run this live test yeah. on it, right? And that's when you know, that's like when you'll see if issues arise. Hopefully, issues don't arise. But what I'm saying is, instead of crossing your fingers and hoping they don't arise, why don't you have the answer? That's what I. That's I, kind of what I want to get to the, down to the point of is like, I know why this is causing problems in certain people. I know why some people get blood clots and some people don't. For yeah. for Johnson and Johnson, I know, right? That's what I want them to have. To me, that's yeah. that's what. And this goes back. To, this is what I'm saying goes back to the experts thing. Because that's what an expert is. There's somebody who's gone into very strenuous detail to explain 
something that is happening or a, a conclusion they came to, why things are the way they are, why they aren't. They can answer questions and flexibility and, and give you at least a good idea of what's going on. But when they can't do that, to me, it's like you're no different than an average person because all you're doing is looking at something that somebody else has showed you and saying this conclusion. You weren't the one that made the thing, so how could you possibly understand fully what all the outcomes could put, could potentially be? Okay, well, that makes sense. Duh. At least, at least I think it does. I think I've drained all of my... Uh, Everything out for deep, now? Deep thinking. Deep all right. Thinking. <laughs> <laughs> now let's see any other topics. <laughs> uh, another, another topic, trends. Oh, I have one. It's okay. It was right there. I just had it. Uh, okay, hold on. Okay, while you're doing that, I'm going to touch on something we talked about in the very first episode, mm. and that is because we're now in the peak of the cicadas, right now we're about <laughs> to be, um, I still don't enjoy them or like them. However, I have beginning to understand a couple things we talked about, and I looked at this online, the periodical cicadas are in fact smaller in size than the annual cicadas, so they're actually a little smaller. And I've noticed it's, I've only heard two buzzing so far. I have not heard any noise from any of them here in the Tyson's McLean area. And I know they're out there. I heard one when I was driving through Falls Church a couple days ago. And I think I heard one kind of going on in Ar Arlington area. And that was it. Everyone else has been completely silent to me. And I see them everywhere. And I know they should be making noises. And they talk about the noise being, you know, the, the sound of like a jet engine. And I'm like, yeah, no, I haven't heard anything. It's just, hey, Nick, you're making weird faces at me. I'm going to take it that where you are living, they have been loud. And keeping you, can they keep you awake at night? Like, how has it been? <laughs> I live in a new building. So I literally have no old trees right by where I live. Um, and I'm gonna add one more thing. I'm, I'm I'm understanding that these these creatures are not the smartest things in the in the bunch here, and um, because I see more, I think I see more dead ones than living ones. Yes. And I see dead ones in the most stupid areas. Like, oh, you're dead in the middle of the road. Why did you do that? You should have. Been, if a car came and there's a car coming to you, you should fly away from it. But they're blind. Are they actually? I don't know that. Are they blind? I, I, I mean, at least for what I heard, okay. cicadas we, are blind. Okay, we cannot confirm it or deny this yet, but I just think that they just don't really do much. I've seen more of them upside down, flapping their wings. I'm like, you don't fly that way. I yes. don't know what happens. All right, all right. So, but please, add what you're talking about with... They've been loud near where you are? Yeah, yes. Okay. As an understatement. Where I live, there's a lot of trees... Remember we talked about people don't live in forests? Yes. This is, why, this is why I was saying people live in forests, right? Okay? Because where I live, it, there are a bunch of tall trees. And when you... <laughs> so when, this, when, the, when they first started coming up, right, I would see them. I'd see their little shells, little exoskeletons. Yeah. Um, and I was like, oh, okay, there's, there's a few cicadas, whatever. Like, I don't like them, but they don't really bother me. So I'm just kind of like, whatever. Right? So uh, I remember I was testing out a lens I... My, one of my friends got me, and I was walking up this path. It's like a pathway between trees. Think of it like a path in, like, you know, in the woods by my house. And when I walked up the path, on the way up there, I was looking at the ground. And I was like, man, there's a lot of leaves down here. But they weren't leaves. They, they were, were moving. They were cicada shells. Oh. 
Like, and, and they were moving because the skaters weren't yeah, there anymore. Of course, yeah. But it, like, it looked like a parking lot at like a concert of just empty cars being the cicada shows. That's where it was empty. And I was like, dude, I am not. I'm just going to take a few photos and I'm going to go inside. Because the thing for me about it is they don't really bug me specifically. It's just that I don't like bugs being on me. And because cicadas do this thing where they fly on you and just do nothing, I could just be strolling, sitting down on my couch, and be like, what's this on my back? Freaking cicada back there, right? That's what I don't like. I was actually looking at CNN <laughs> yesterday. Was, I think it was this morning or yesterday. And there was a reporter. And the cicada was just crawling up his, like up him in the middle of whatever he was talking about. And it's pretty much they had to bleep all the curse words he was saying when he found out it was on him. He like freaked out. But you're like watching it crawling up his body and it goes like behind his neck. It goes off camera. And you can tell that he doesn't even see it. And then all of a sudden he goes, ah, and just freaks out. And at the end of the day, he's like laughing at himself because it's not like it does anything. He literally is going like, stupid cicada, why did you do that? I, you know, maybe like... In our brains, and like a long time ago, we had some like small animal that affected us for some reason because it's just so weird. Humans we know are easily, they don't yeah. do anything. Humans are just startled by little things. Yeah, like, ah. yeah. We know they don't do anything to us, but it's like ah, it's on me. Like I don't know why that freaks us out, but like yeah, yeah. That's the thing I don't like about cicadas. But this is also interesting: is that where my sister lives, there is tons of cicada shells. And I watched them come up. Her fence was covered in shells. Mm-hmm. I wasn't there where they all had come out. I just saw like the remnants of them. And I heard they were all in her grass, but they had just mowed when I had gone over. So they had either killed them or they were all the shells were gone. And I saw multiple of them like molting and coming out of their shells. But it's still silence. I didn't hear any noises. It was just quiet like things. That was it. Nothing going on. So that's what I thought was weird too. It was just no noise. Dude, dude. Where I live, man. I, I, again, my sister. I called my sister. I was like, Jessica, these cicadas are ridiculous. I'm like, they're so loud. Uh, yeah, I walked out of the Safeway by my house. So the Safeway is like to the left. The safe, my house is to the left of the Safeway. Like, not like yeah. right next to it. I'm talking about like, like, tw- like ten miles away, right to the left. Ten miles. Ten miles. Just think about going. Think about if you're going. If you went to the mall right now, where you uh, live, and your house is that far from your house, right? Ten miles. Like ten miles. The Safeway I was at was 10 miles from my house. Okay, so it's a decent drive. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm that's to, my question. I'm trying to okay. illustrate for you that it's not like it was like right next to me. Got it. It was like a, a further away, but where I'm standing at is to my left. Okay. I'm trying to give you an idea of like the, 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 the layout of the situation. You're talking about 10 miles from where we're at right now. 10 miles. No, the Safeway. Sorry. So the Safeway that I, I came out of a Safeway. That was not near your house. That was not near my house. Got it. It was about 10 miles away, right? So... I was standing there, and to my right, it's silent. It's, it's not silence. There's cars. This is the middle of the day, right? There's cars and stuff, but, like, generally, it's, like, dead air, you know? And then to my left, I hear this, like, I guess the best way would be, like, when people chant, yell, like, ah. you know, like, you, you hear, like, a huge, like, in a mm-hmm. war movie, you're, ah. yeah. you just hear that large, like, one-sounding, like, yeah. yeah, that's what it sounded like to my left. And so I, uh, I drove, I was driving home, and when I got home and got out of my car, I could literally hear, like, that noise, that noise was where I was standing. Like, <laughs> it was where I was, <laughs> it was coming from my house, because when I got there, it was no longer, like, to the right with silence. And all around me was the noise. Interesting. And that's when I realized, I was like, yo, 
we're being invaded, dude. These are like <laughs> these are these are like aliens because it was just crazy how how voluminous. I don't know if that's the right word, but they were there was just so many of them that you couldn't tell what direction they were. coming from. You couldn't from. tell what direction they were coming from. But when I was at the Safeway, I could tell they were coming from the direction that, that my house was in. Right, right? I could tell that. So when my sister came out, she yeah, we hung out yesterday. She came over and she was like. Nick, now I get it. Now I now I understand. She's like I didn't. I, she's like I didn't. I didn't know that they were like that, like serious. Because where she lives, similar to you. And the reason why, mm-hmm. I believe at least, the reason why you and my sister don't have a lot of noise with cicadas, is because you don't have trees and you have a lot of concrete. You're near. Yeah, you're near like a Tyson, concrete jungle. Quasi, yeah, kind of like a quasi city. So you don't have a lot of trees no. to pop up at. But where I'm at is literally it's just. Trees, like even when you drive, like I guess what I'm saying is trees are the majority of the structures where I'm at, and I, you have some buildings. I'd agree with that because I remember the first time trying to drive out to <coughs> where you currently live at, and you were trying to give me directions over the phone, and you said something to me about like, look on your right, do you see such and such building? And my response to you was, no, I see trees. I could not see anything because I wasn't used to how the amount of trees. I couldn't see the sign until I was right up on it. Because there's a tree blocking it. It was very confusing to me. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And I know for you, it's tough too because uh, where you were, where you were raised. Yeah, I come from the <laughs> desert where there are no trees, and I, at least from what from my perspective, you'd only have trees were planted by landscaping, and right, and you'd have the landscaping would be based on like someone like homes being built, right? So, growing up, when I would see a really tall, mature tree. That meant that I was in an old neighborhood. Yeah. And pre-gentrification, old neighborhood meant you weren't necessarily in the greatest area. So those are the connections my brain would make. Old tree, old neighborhood. Old neighborhood, not gentrified. Gotcha. Not gentrified. I can be in a not necessarily bad, I don't mean a bad part of town, but not necessarily the greatest. Right. It's kind of how it all went. So it was like, oh, deteriorating this, eh, 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 you know, kind of. Mm-hmm. So unless you knew your neighborhood, you'd be like, yeah, I don't know if I want to be here at night. Not, yeah, in this yeah. area, the more trees, probably the more expensive the area. Probably, like yes. Great Falls and all those other areas, all trees. Like probably in Great Falls, it's probably loud as crap because they have tall trees too, and uh, like cicadas that come out and they like crawl up trees. Mm-hmm. And the whole thing is the noise they're making is for mating. So I'm just like, how can if all of you are trying to mate? I mean, maybe this is a human frequency thing. Yeah, like, how do you know like where it's coming you, from? Yeah, exactly. How do you know like, where, <laughs> you're, where you're trying to get to? I think what you mean. And if you want to backtrack there and save in the desert, because I'm from Las Vegas, they plant palm trees everywhere. And I don't know if it's because they have deep roots and it's hot and they are okay, because they, they are everywhere. They like, want you to feel like you're at the beach. That's what I think it is. <laughs> I really think people would travel there, right? And they want to feel like they're somewhere else. So it's palm trees. I know shopping centers down the street from my house would have palm trees lining them. That's weird. Um, I, people don't believe me, and I'll bring up like Google Maps, and I'll do a street view. And at one intersection, I counted, I think I counted, uh, just in the just doing a 360 rotation, it was like 18 palm trees Dude. within my line of sight on Google Maps. Do they make you feel better? They do, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> but I guess what I'm also saying is, if there were cicadas... Climbing a palm tree wouldn't really be helpful, I don't think. Well, I mean, it would be tall, but they really wouldn't have much to also, go off of. I don't think your soil is good for cicadas to burrow in and out. It would not be, and I also would think that the palm trees 
the palm frond could have fallen and died while the eggs were yeah. going in there. They just wouldn't. They wouldn't work. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing is like, I don't know if you saw this on the news. They're saying that our area is the flashpoint for cicadas. This area, like this, is where the most cicadas are mm-hmm. in the country. Yeah, and I barely. I've seen like, <laughs> like four days ago. I think I saw my first one. Yeah, that's good. Like, oh, there's one, and now they're actually coming out for me, and I'm seeing them. But yeah. Yeah, but also I think it's like another week, and then exactly, and, and it's over. And I'm going from my perspective of being in this area when it's again more concrete. And I'm going like so. So was it started yet? Are we? That's, are that's we okay. Is it, is it going to happen? Yeah, now? you're all worried about this. I'm like, dude, it's like it's like what four weeks tops that you have to deal with cicadas, and then it's over. Yeah, and so far none of them have flown around me or on me or in my vicinity. Well, the great thing is, They've I think dead. 17 years ago I was a kid, so I was outside a lot more, and cicadas were all over. 17 years, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I've heard. I heard it was yeah. really bad. They were all. Over. I mean, it was like this. Don't get me wrong. It was just like this 17 years ago. The difference is our activities are different. Like we're not outside and running around like little dumb kids anymore. Yeah, yeah. because like when I was, especially during this time, we're in May, Mm -hmm. so you had like spring break and stuff. So we were going to the pools and stuff, riding our bikes to the pools. Um, You know, you know John, like he likes Mm -hmm. to go to the pool and you know stuff like that. So we were always outside. So that's why they're all over you. And now I get in my car and drive. I'm like, oh, whatever. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. You can't touch me. You're on the side of the window. <laughs> exactly. But they're, yeah, they're, they're just creepy. They're, I don't know. Bugs. Just it's so bugs, funny because we probably like, I don't know why I keep going back to <laughs> historical stuff, but we, we probably come from a version of some type of microorganism that looks like creepy like bugs. Like we're talking about evolution theory. Uh-huh. Like, you probably come from something like that, and we're all, now we've evolved so far, that we're like, you're disgusting. You know, get away get from me. <laughs> it's like, but you, you know. I know. I get what you mean. We're all like living organisms. Can you imagine if a being came in that's like, like, we were the size of, like, their index finger? And they're like, ew, a human is yeah. gross. Ew, squish. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, so, okay. So, 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 I got, I got, I got a question, Trent. Uh-oh. A question. Uh, I don't know if we've talked about this yet. Do you think there are aliens, Trent? Do you think aliens exist? I think that if for every grain of sand on a beach is a different galaxy in the known universe, and I'm explicitly saying known universe, we talk about things we know and don't know. We don't know. We only know as much as we can see, right? And as much as we can theorize. But because the universe is, is as far as we know, still expanding... And there are that many different galaxies and, and things out there. <clears throat> the idea that we say, quote unquote, alien, just means life form that's not on this planet. And if you're saying that we somehow were able to form on this planet here, and there are billions of other possibilities of also happening, absolutely, I believe so. Do I think that we'd eventually converge? I don't know. If the universe keeps expanding, we're literally separating farther and farther and farther apart. From other galaxies mm-hmm. every single day um, I don't know if that would ever happen or how much more advanced as a civilization we have to be in order to make contact with other people or other beings or creatures because if we talk about us having we evolved from carbon carbon based life form mm-hmm. what if you evolve from a different kind of base it's all really just based on um, the molecules and the, the environment the, the environment that you yeah that you're in so yes, I would say absolutely. But do I think that like maybe they're not evolved enough? Who maybe the other another group doesn't even care about what else exists around them. Maybe it's just our 
innate curiosity of, as human beings that we want to know everything about everything else. Maybe we're just really nosy. You know, we're like, we're the nosy people like, hey, what are you doing? What are you doing? What's going on? How are you doing over there? What's that? What's going on? Well, I mean, what? Is it fruit? What is this? <laughs> yeah, yeah, smell it. What does this taste like? Maybe we, we're, the, we're like the nosy neighbor of our uh, universe. I don't know. True. I think, yeah. So, yeah, what about you? Uh, I'm trying to go too deep. I, I went as, <laughs> as shallow as I could. Uh, yes, I, I do think, I do think aliens... I do think there are aliens, or in the sense, I think, do think there are other species of something not yeah. human on another planet or something. Yeah. Um, I, 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 yeah. Yeah. Let me. You're going to stop there or are you going to keep going? I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop there. I'm going to stop okay. there. Okay. I think, like, <laughs> I don't know if another being would be quote unquote humanoid because mm-hmm. our definition of humans are only based on our experience, right? Right. So what if there was a being that was again? We don't know. What if they all look like lizards? I don't know. I mean, like, but, but the thing is, who knows? We have no idea. I'm, dude, I'm trying real hard. Here. Have to. We can do. We'll do this on a different episode if you really want to. We can do that. Just, just let me just let me just put my toe in real quick. How do we not know other animals aren't aliens? We don't because we don't have any con- like concept of how they came up. I mean, if we think if we are talking about evolution. Mm-hmm. We can kind of see a common genome in every species on this earth is carbon based mm-hmm. and they all breathe oxygen or need a form of oxygen. So we assume based on us all having the same basic DNA where we came from and we all are carbon based and we all breathe air and we need the same kind of things to survive water and food. Mm-hmm. We assume we came from the same location. So I would say based on the fact that we have similarities in terms of diet habitat and how we need to survive with the same amino acids and vitamins and things that we we yearn for as creatures of this planet i think that's how we've decided that we must be been created or been around in this area but but that's not full i mean i don't know that's not full science but that's why i think we can because i think i think all that does is just to find that life can be carbon based. I don't think it defines whether an animal is an alien or not. True, but also, but until we find out if we came from a different planet, we're trying to find a planet that could have started from. And I think that's why we're exploring Mars mm-hmm. and other planets to see if a, if there is life, is it carbon based, right, or is it something else? <coughs> True. And then what rules apply there? Because it's just like it's like the laws of physics, right? Physics have to be a unit. I mean, most of your laws in science have to be universal. But then when we get and we talk about like how there's laws, right? When you talk about like a black hole, laws don't apply in a black hole because gravity overrides it, right? Or like these think of things where like the idea that you have no longer applies in this environment. So we need to have an environment where the rules that we've defined within the atmosphere that we currently live in don't no longer apply and we have to come up with our own rules or somehow theoretically come up with our own rules here at how they're gonna apply in this location. Gotcha. That, that was my foot into it, Trent. All right, fair enough. And now we're moving it from there, and we're switching to your iMac, Trent. Oh, my iMac. Okay. <laughs> All right, here's what we got to do. So, so what had happened was... What had happened? No, um, I have a... I, we had this discussion about, like, we like technology and, and computers and phones and, and smart devices, and right now we're actually plugging in this we have an apogee microphone plugged into nick's ipad and this is a pro right 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're on your iPad Pro. And I am at this very moment, I'm a huge computer guy. I'm on my computer all the time. But at this very moment, I currently don't own a computer. And it's very weird. It's like I was knocked back into the Stone Ages or something. When it really wasn't. It's was probably like maybe 30 years ago. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the, the average human being, not now. <laughs> um, and the reason is, is those new IMAX came out. And they are smaller because I currently had, well, I had a 27-inch iMac and it was a 2017 model. And the new uh, M1 IMAX came out and I really want one. And I looked at my trade-in value of my current computer and it was uh, $1,140. And I was like, you're going to give me over $1,000 for a computer that is, I've had it for about three years. Yeah. Almost three years, yeah. and um, but if it's a mid 2017, then it's even older than that, based on when it was actually created, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, so this computer is almost four years old, and you're gonna still give me over a thousand dollars for it? Take my money, or in the Reddit thing, yeah, right? Futurama, shut Futurama. up and take my money. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and they did, and I have a gift card now, and I'm going to p- apply that to a new computer. Um. But now the dilemma is, do I order a new computer now or do I wait? Because right now we all know that because of um, COVID and things, all the chips were really hard to ship and there's a shortage of what Xbox is, which by the way, I also want. Um, the PlayStation. Uh, PlayStation. <laughs> PlayStation. Oh, okay. We'll go into that in games. <laughs> that's a whole other story because we both, I collect game systems and that's a whole, a whole other thing. But um, the ship times right now, if I ordered one, don't ship till... July, and we're at the end of May right now. So I have at least four weeks or more before I own a computer if I go the way I want to go. And there's a possibility, rumor has it, I've been hearing from websites and, and word of mouth of, of people who check the said websites um, and the news that we all know WWDC is, show, is coming up here. And what if there's another announcement? What if Apple announces something completely different and now I want that computer. <laughs> so the point is, I can't be. Ha- I'm never happy, but now I have all like you know, eleven hundred dollars on a gift card, and I'm going to decide if I want to go this route or proceed. Now the M1 chip benchmarks when you look on the website do run circles around my 27 inch computer mm-hmm. from three years ago. So no matter what I do, it will be an upgrade. It's just a figuring out how much of an upgrade I want. And right now I'm deciding if I want to go with the one terabyte or the two terabyte storage because my current computer had 512 gigabytes, which was fine because I had a lot of stuff on like Google Drive, um, iCloud Drive, external hard drives. I have a USB thumb drive. So I have things in multiple locations and I can live with that. It's not a problem, but it was nice to be able to have, we're now getting into like editing videos and stuff. And I'm realizing that when I'm messing with these videos, my hard drive's filling up in like two seconds because 4K footage is very big in terms of file formats. They take up a lot of space. So I kind of want a little bit of wiggle room to be able to do like some editing and mm-hmm. things of that nature. So that's the only thing holding me back. And yes, I'm going from a 27 inch screen down a little bit smaller, which I believe is the, I believe it's 20, 24. You, you haven't even mentioned. I haven't mentioned, 24 inches, I believe. But you haven't even mentioned what you're looking at getting. You're just talking so, about selling your uh, I sold my iMac, I'm sorry. I want to get the, <laughs> the new, those beautiful colored, 
IMAX. They come in like red and blue and green. They're all like neon. They're not neon. They're like pastels. Have you seen them in person yet? Are they in? Um, I I believe they're in the stores now. Um, yes, they're they're in the stores and they the colors look. Oh, the most part what the images show, mm-hmm. but depending on the lighting, they can they kind of veer off a little bit. They have like a metallic um, type of shine. Kind of, sort of. The yellow to me looks a little different in person right. than it does. The red looks doesn't look really red. It looks more like a salmon color to me. Right. Um, so the colors kind of look a little different. Um, I was not going to go with a color because I was like, I just want a computer. It's like saying like, I look more at the tech specs than I care what color it is. Yeah. But the... Um, because you've never had like a color to choice of the computers with that like recently back in the day there was but not anymore i might go like a blue because it's still like a mellow toned down color because mm-hmm. right now my setup is in my room and i really don't want a bright yellow computer in my room that'd be very distracting um so i'm sticking with the the m1 is an eight core processor and has i want to get the 16 gigs of ram on it because right now my computer had eight i actually upgraded up to I bought external RAM on my previous machine and had more issues than not. I actually went to Micro Center, bought uh, a whole separate kit. I think I was up to, the problem is I didn't pull the RAM out that I already had. So I still have my eight gigs. Are you, are you mixing RAM? And I mixed RAM, which you shouldn't <laughs> do, but I didn't. And I was getting to the point where I was getting the, the spinning wheel for the most weird reasons, for nothing at all. You also had a fusion drive there, right? Uh, no, I had it, it was SSD. Oh, never mind. SSD. Um, and I get to the point where my speakers had stopped working and they wouldn't work. I had to restart the computer to get my speakers to work. My headphones would work, but my speakers wouldn't work. Um, and I had issues where when I'd put a program out, it would say it was quit. But when you do the, you know, the um, um, command option escape, it would still be open. Yeah. But on the dock, it'd be closed. I'm like, so are you quit or are you open? I don't know. And lo and behold, I, got, I pulled the extra RAM out and all of my problems went away. And I had no idea that the RAM would cause things like that. So my 8 gigs of RAM was actually better. I, I think I was up to like 30, almost like 30 gigs of RAM. Yeah, I thought you had, like, yeah, I thought you had I a did. lot. I had a lot, and it was causing more problems. So I removed it. So I found out that more is not always better. Yep. Um, but I want to get this new computer with 16 gigs, which is double what I had on the M1. And even though it's a smaller screen, I think I can be more efficient with what I do if I have more space. Uh, I agreed. The space is definitely an issue, especially because uh, video file programs like Final Cut like to cache. So they take in all of everything and they make a huge file when you first start editing, and then uh, and they export it. You know, it just never goes down. It's just it just it just aggregates everything with this this file, and then you look up and you're like, what? Three hundred gigs? What the heck? Because it's like, oh, what are you gonna do? All these assets, all these other things. So yeah. Um, yeah, dude. I mean, it, point is, I don't know what I'm doing. It's tough. I don't know what to do. It's tough because undoubtedly, okay. Here's the thing that you know. Undoubtedly, something's going to come out in the future. Oh, I know. Un- undoubtedly, it's like right? a new car. Yeah, like it's gonna happen. Yeah. The issue is, is the thing that comes out gonna be in in your price range? Is it gonna be? Yeah. The point is, I need to write down on a piece of paper what I'm going to do my use it for, and if a new product came out tomorrow. If what I bought the device to do still accomplishes what I needed to do, it was still a good purchase. Stop. I mean, I know. To answer that, you could buy anything. Like yeah. That. And by the way, I I just went and did my online registration for my car today, and I couldn't even do it on my iPhone. <laughs> the website had too many redirects that I wasn't able to do it. 
I had to have a computer. So I had, Nick actually has his computer here. I had to bring me a computer in order to register my car. It wasn't an iOS friendly. Yeah, it wasn't iOS. I tried it on Safari and I downloaded Chrome on my iPhone. And both programs said there were too many redirects and just quit. And all I wanted to do was give them my money. And I was not able to. <laughs> they didn't want your money. They didn't. That's what it is. Yeah, dude. I think, I mean, anything you buy is going is to work. I think it will too. I think that we'll see in a moment if this... We're doing these great podcasts, then we launch off to video. You'll see them and see how well they are. Yeah, the, the, yeah, that's the video is going to be edited on whatever it is. Yeah, no matter what it is. I'm kind of yeah, I'm kind of banking on some good stuff at WWDC as well. Or something, right? Would it be because now we have these M1. You know, there's these the iPads out. There are the M1s, and the out the M1 technology is now out. So now, if you want a device, you're like, do I have an iPad? Or a computer because they have the same processor now. Dude, I live and breathe by we, that. Yeah, we live in this world now where we have all of these. Sorry, I'm like kicking things. We live in this world now where you're just like, it's no longer about which one's more powerful. It's like which what's my platform I want to. How do I want to access it? Exactly. Which I, think, I like a lot. I think that's what Apple's really trying to do. They're trying to create like, they're they're trying to say it doesn't matter. They've been for a long time. They've been trying to say specs don't matter. Like, don't worry about what's in your computer. Like, does it do what you need to do? But everybody's like, ha, I know better than you. Specs, right? That's been always that's always been the thing, and and I think to a certain degree, I agree with the spec side, right? But the thing is, is if it, if it's well optimized, the specs don't really matter, right? Like I've been able to do more stuff on my iPad than I've been able to do on the Surface that I've had, and that Surface was more of a computer spec wise, had more power spec wise than the iPad at the time. But I was able to, I was able to literally merge, like one of the issues I had was like merging photos, HDR photos, and I couldn't merge, on my Surface, I couldn't merge them. Like I would import them in, into Affinity, this program Affinity, and then I would, I would say, okay, here's one, two, three picture, okay, merge, literally. And I would try to merge it into one picture that has HDR. And uh, when I would do it, it would get really slow, sometimes it would crash the, the Surface, and then I was just kind of like, dang, this sucks. And then I bought, I think I bought like an iPad, the first iPad Pro, the mm -hmm. one before the square corners. Yeah. And I, uh, I was like, oh, yeah, I'll try this, whatever. And I, I used Affinity, because they came up with Affinity on the iPad, merged it, no issues, took two seconds to merge, no problems at all. And then from there, I was able to even edit even further into the, uh, the photo. And then export it, and then airdrop it to my phone and upload it to Instagram. Like, it's just, it's just so, like that, that, that process is just so easy that I'm kind of like, I don't know. I just. Do you think what you had in the service that lacked the power? Do you think the program in the Affinity didn't optimize it for that? And well, maybe it was optimized better. Okay, so here's here's the thing, right? It's both because the Surface had a quad core. Uh, no, I think it had a dual core i5, and it had hyper, had two threads, theoretical threads. Can you explain what that is? So it had an Intel processor in it. And Intel processors chips they'll come the chips will come with one one like unit right but that you don't have multiple cores inside of it so think of yeah. it as like a core is doing a task right yep so and it can do so many millions of tasks per second and that's where you get gigahertz and yes. megabits and uh, mega you know per second some stuff right speed yeah so if it, if it's like two point five <laughs> I'm, I'm like blanking on it. If it's 2.5 megabits per second, 
then it can chomp through 2,500 bytes yes. a second, right? Got it. So, um, so it had an i5, which is like a normal processor. Yeah. It's in the 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 processors in your computer are weaker than the ones in your desktop. Yeah. But it had that. It had eight gigs of RAM, so how much it can do at a time, mm -hmm. and it had a 128 gigabyte solid state drive. Yeah. But it didn't have a graphics card. The graphics card was integrated, right? Okay. So when you compare that to an iPad, the iPad at the time had what? Like just, an, I think it was like what Apple calls like an A5 or A6 yeah. chip. And it had like two gigs of RAM or something. Apple doesn't really tell you about the RAM, but like. They it advertise had, it. Yeah. yeah, it had like two gigs of RAM. And it was like a 64 gigabyte storage. And of course, Apple is also using integrated graphics, so there's no dedicated graphics card. There's no there's no visual card that does the visual tasks for, yeah. the, ta for the device. So specs, if you're looking at specs, the iPad was way underpowered compared to this, supposedly. Mm -hmm. Right. This is like right around the time when Apple started really like kicking in and changing the their chips to make them really good. Um, and that, like, spec wise, the the it should have been it, but because of optimization the iPad was able to do better. So yes, it was optimization and specs. Worse specs in the iPad, better optimization. Better specs on the Surface, worse optimization. And, and in general, Windows does not have good op op optimization because they don't, they make the, the operating system, but they don't really deal with the software. So basically it's kind the of- The hardware like, you mean? The software. That other companies make, sorry. Oh, I'm sorry, for, yes, but yeah. Yes. So like if Affinity Photo is made for Windows, Windows doesn't deal with it. They say, here's our little, um, here's our, well, especially in Windows because it's so open. You can make you can make programs using various programming languages. Makes sense. And those languages have different ways they tell you to do instructions. So all Windows has to accommodate various ways to do instructions. Some efficiently, some languages. not as efficiently. Yeah, exactly. Some not as efficiently. And so because of that, you kind of get stuck with whatever the developers comfortable with. And if, if what yeah. they're comfortable with is not well optimized to run, then you end up having crappy programs. And that's why stuff crashes. That's yeah. why, you know, historically Windows has issues. Makes sense. So, yeah, that's that's kind of like my, like, it's weird. Like, Apple does stuff really well, and then they don't do stuff. There's some things that I really like that they do, some things they don't like that I do. But the iPad and the iMac, I think, are two of the best Apple products ever made just because of the value what you get and how efficient the iPad is with what it can do. We're recording this podcast yeah. on the iPad right now and my battery is not dying very quickly from it, even though I'm using a keyboard and all this other stuff. Yeah. So it's just like it's awesome. So yeah. Oh. Yeah, well, that is this podcast. Uh, definitely a weird Definitely a weird one and we were talking about we're over at my place instead, and maybe it's good because there's no outside noise, right? I was gonna say that earlier. Yeah, there's, no, there's nothing. Nothing doesn't sound like there's no birds. Birds. No, no uh, none of your friends' cicadas waiting out there by your car. Yeah, and that's it. So we'll see moving forward. Yeah, it's kind of nice to have multiple locations with this microphone. So. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you guys. Until next time. Oh, I thought you were gonna say something else. Until next time, we'll see you next time. On nothing but potatoes. <laughs>